Hey, Freedom Jumpers, welcome back to the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. I'm your host, James Jenkins. This is episode 58. My guest is Mr. Pat Mulroy. He is the head of distribution for Tarmica, the commercial lines comparative raider platform. I am on record as a very big fan of Tarmica. They're doing some very cool things, making it easier for you and I to write small commercial business quickly and efficiently uh, using their comparative rating platform. Uh, we use it here at Risk Wall. We're very happy with it. This conversation has nothing really to do with uh, the core function of Tarmica. Uh, Pat and I get all the way into a nuanced and nerdy conversation about embedded insurance. I've been looking forward to bringing this episode to you because depending on your perspective, embedded insurance as a distribution channel is either a fantastic opportunity or it's basically the boogeyman. You're either really excited or you're terrified of it and think that uh, it's going to harm your agency. Now I got to tell you, this episode's a little bit all over the place because this topic really is all over the place. It's scattered. It's still largely unknown. It's more potential than actual. So uh, if you enjoy a uh, an abstract and bouncing kind of episode, this is definitely your cup of tea. So before we get to the content, I have only one request this episode, and it is that you should join the Agency Freedom Facebook group. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. You can click there or just search Agency Freedom on Facebook. That is where the content uh, in between episodes before, during, and after the podcast uh, is, is present. We've got some lively conversations in there, more than 250 members in the group, and you should be one of them. I'd love to connect with you and uh, add your voice to the dialogue. And that's it for the lead-in. This is episode 58 of the Agency Freedom Podcast with Mr. Pat Mulroy. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Captivity can go far beyond the companies you represent. It starts between your ears and its impact is felt in every corner of your business. We're all about helping agency principals and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. If your goals are big enough, you're going to have to get uncomfortable to be able to reach them. Our team at RiskWell is living this out every single day. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and everything I learn along the way. We deliver relevant, tactical, and actionable content from industry peers, innovative partners, and a variety of leaders from other business verticals. We're not holding anything back. There's no upsell, no guru pitch, and no fluff. It's time to unshackle yourself from captivity and make your freedom jump with the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. This is episode 58, and my guest is none other than the distinguished Pat Mulroy from Tarmica. Welcome, kind sir. Thanks, James. I appreciate you having me. Now, you guys uh, are going to experience Pat uh, for the first time, just like I will, because although I'm a very big fan of Tarmica uh, and uh, had lots of dialogue with uh, Chris Lane and Raghav over there and some others. Uh, Pat and I have actually never spoken directly. So uh, <laughs> I will be experiencing him for the first time like many of you will, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to get into some nuts and bolts, nerdy stuff. Uh, and if you like the the really digging deep into the conceptual, the what is coming down the pipe in the near future, then this is probably going to be an episode that you will just eat up. So, Pat, I'm going to hand you the mic, man. Give us, uh, give us your, your backstory, uh, how you got to this point in your career, what you love about where you are right now, and uh, we'll just get this ball rolling. Yeah. So, you know, I think like a, a lot of people that fell into the insurance business, right? A lot of people are born into it and the rest of us kind of fall into it. And uh, I was no different. I fell into it. So the entirety of my career, if you will, has been somewhere in the insurance ecosystem. 
And I spent a number of years working on the brokerage side myself. So I spent time on the service side, spent time on the sales side. And it was, you know, one of those things of the early part of a career, there was, there was growth, there was opportunity, there was challenges. It was great. Just all along, something about it, it just, it wasn't for me for the long haul. And fortunately, right around the time I was ready to make a move was that initial part of the air quotes, insure tech craze, that very first wave. And for me, it was this excitement, this breath of fresh air, this buzz that was what I needed to stay in the business. And I was able to pivot into the quote unquote insure tech space. And I had spent a number of years now in that space to work for an agency management system vendor uh, before hopping on board at Tarmica. And uh, actually to the day, I've been with Tarmica for one year. And uh, it was a situation where I had um, grown to know Chris, grown to know Raghav very, very well. They became friends of mine. And I actually called up Raghav to pick his brain on another job opportunity. And I kid you not, on the phone that day, he said, you know what? Here's what we're doing. We're getting into the embedded space. I want you to jump on board. Yes or no? And I said, you know what? I love you guys. I know you're doing big things. Um, let me get on board. Let's do it. And I've been here since. So it's been it's been a fantastic year. There's a lot of good stuff going on here. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the embedded space in general. Super mm-hmm. buzzword. Everybody's talking about it. Conferences are being held about it. Everything. So it's 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 a very very exciting time. Yeah. I mean, I I'm easily excited. Anybody who <laughs> <laughs> anybody who listened to this podcast knows. It doesn't take that much for me to lean forward and go, ooh, what's that? I don't know anything about that. And, you know, I got to give credit to, to my boy Hanley. Uh, I first heard the term embedded insurance about two years ago from Hanley. And he was talking about, the, you know, the disruptor that is coming. And two years ago, it wasn't, wasn't here yet. It wasn't even close to here yet. And it's really not totally here yet, even now today, but it's a lot closer than it was even just two short years ago. And man, once, uh, once I heard about how involved Tarmica is on that front and delivering a QBI solution to retail agents, and it's not to market yet, but you guys have talked enough about it that I think Anybody who's familiar with Tarmica is sitting here going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. I want it. Bring it to market. Uh, so we're going to talk about that to an extent, but this is not a, an infomercial for Tarmica, Freedom Jumper. You can relax on that. We're not going to be pitching you on Tarmica. Honest to God, I think if you're not already using Tarmica, you're behind those of us that are because in the commercial comparative raider space, Tarmica really stands alone as the clear front runner in my mind. SEMC is another raider that does a good job. I haven't personally used it, but I demoed it. It seems to be functional. I'm not going to say anything negative about it, but what Tarmica's up to is really cool. You guys are in that very small group of uh, vendors in the insurance space that I am 100% certain are going to change the way that business happens and already have to a large extent. So, man, it's I know that's not a question for my uh, my guest on the podcast, but uh, there you go. I, no, I'm we, affirming we, your uh, choice to be on the team. Yeah, we certainly feel that way. We're certainly excited about it. And I think in you know the last year here and getting to know Christian Raghav even better, I think they should be and they are very proud of what we've been able to do on the rating side and I think all of us now are very excited about what's next for us on the embedded side. And I think to your point, we know what we know so far. And I think there's a lot that all of us that are in this space, that all of us are um, still learning, still figuring out, still still trying to craft opinions on what this space is ultimately going to be. And that is probably one of the biggest things that excites me about doing what I do now is that, is the strategy behind it, is figuring out, you know, are consumers going to operate this way? What does this mean for carriers? What does this mean for agencies? What does this mean for um, us on the technology side? So it's a very, very cool time to be in the space some way, shape or form. And there's, uh, I think the best is yet to come. Honestly, I think we're barely scratching the surface. I, I would say not even the best, but the good, the mediocre is yet to come. And after that comes the good. And after that, you know, probably several years from now becomes the best. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, 
I had the privilege of sitting next to Chris on a panel uh, for SIAA uh, last November, and he and I were just, you know, just talking shop like nerds and wonks do. <laughs> and uh, it just, it reinforced even, you know, eight months ago how relevant Tarmica is in the, the bigger picture and how you guys get it. There's a lot of vendors I think are so stuck in their lane. Uh, they are just trying to survive and thrive and, and do their thing. They don't really do anything to impact the larger process, the ecosystem, the way that business happens. And then there's a short list of companies, you know, Tarmica, Wonderite, uh, Ascend, um, you know, some of these other ones uh, that we will engage with later this year. Uh, Yellowbird is another one uh, where it's just, huh, well, that's different. I'm not aware of anybody else operating exactly like that, where it's almost like, you know, an ecosystem of one uh, where you don't really have any real competitors in the entirety of what you're doing. You know, commercial comparative rater, yes, but there's not anybody else who is helping retail agents access uh, embedded distribution in their office. Uh, and you guys are actively working to bring that to fruition. And that's really exciting. It is. And I think, you know, one of the things, James, that you said before, and I don't know if this was a, a slip of the tongue or past, past opinions that have now reformulated or recalculated is the, the term disruptor. And I don't think any of us, at least here, look at an embedded offering whatsoever as a disruptor. I think that's a uh, 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 an opinion that a lot of people do have, but I think we prefer to look at it as really some form of an additional distribution method and almost mm -hmm. as an enabler, something that we can equip both consumers and agencies as a starting point to their purchasing journey but not something that is going to complete the full journey. So to yeah. some extent, we really look at it as an enabler, not necessarily a disruptor. So yeah. um, that was one of the things that I know I wanted to at least talk about today. No, absolutely. And I think the people that see it as a negative, that think when they hear the word embedded insurance, they think of people being removed from the playing field, you know, prospects being taken out of the available pool of new clients and sure. going up against the, you know, the, the mega forces, you know, the <laughs> carriers and the billion dollar, you know, companies that are trying to squash the little guy. And I haven't made it yet. I know you and Raghav <laughs> and the team haven't made it yet. To my knowledge, you're not a billionaire. Uh, <laughs> no, you're I'm still not. fighting and scraping and clawing, just like probably every person listening to this podcast. So I think it's pretty fair to say that None of us here have made it yet. So I think it's a really useful conversation to say, hold on a second. If you're fearful of Embedded, this is the podcast episode for you because here's how you turn the corner and make it not a universal negative for your agency. Yeah, now, let's, let's be realistic, Geico and Progressive and the powers that be, you know, those folks would love to cut us out and save that you know, 10, 12, 15%, whatever it is they're paying in commission and the management expenses of having an independent agent distribution channel, sure. they would love to get rid of us, but they can't. And if you think they can, just look at Lemonade, look at Hippo, look at these other companies that said, you know what, screw you agent, we're gonna do our own thing. And then they came groveling and crawling back to daddy and asked for forgiveness and asked us to sell their stuff again. Now, we see it time and time again. So uh, embedded doesn't necessarily mean that you won't have any participation from a retail agent, right? No, I, I, I think it, it, especially James on the commercial side, I actually think it can be and will be the total opposite. And I think a lot of opinions have just been formulated as downstream effects of where embedded insurance really started. And I mean, the easy example to point to is, is travel tickets, right? Where, you know, a lot of times when you're purchasing airline tickets, you can you can purchase that insurance and it's truly an embedded experience, but I don't necessarily things, you know, think all things are created equal, especially on the commercial side. So when yep. I point to a commercial offering, again, we really feel like the embedded offering is just the starting point. And yep. at some point in that journey, that customer is going to need to engage with a customer 
for some reason, and it can be a, a variety of different reasons. But then there's also the ongoing relationship. There's the ongoing servicing. There's renewals. There's so many different value adds that an agent brings to the table that it simply just starts with the digital purchase of oftentimes one policy. What if a business needs multiple policies? So there's just so much value that an insurance agency can surround themselves uh, you know, within an, an embedded offering. Well, just as a quick aside, I would love to know how many billions in dollars of revenue Allianz made <laughs> with their travel insurance program. Because I got to, I got to think the loss ratio in that program has got to be just extremely low, single digits. If if not single digits, then very close to it. It's that's got to be just printing money straight to their bottom line. Hundred percent. I didn't know we were naming names here, James. So that's good to know that uh, oh, that's, no, that's straight, okay. Hey, so but that's to all you're right. Odds, I, mean, I was going to say everybody has the same, you know, the same company in mind when they think of travel tickets. So right, wrong, or indifferent, they did something right in there. Well, and Ticketmaster. I mean, sure. I went to a Coldplay concert uh, just a few weeks ago. It was the first one of their global tour, which Coldplay is my favorite band ever. And when I went to the checkout at Ticketmaster. Their greeting me was an Allianz concert ticket insurance. And I said, yes, of course I want that because sure. there's any number of things that could happen where I'm not able to attend this concert after all. And it, I mean, it's an easy way to spend 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, props to them, man. They, they have absolutely dominated uh, that for a long time. 100%. So, Side um, note though, after you got your tickets, after you insured your tickets, how was the show? Did it deliver? Oh man, yeah, it it was phenomenal. Uh, there's so much nostalgia. It's it's almost they're almost to the point of U2 when they've been a global popular band for so long. I mean, the list of you know chart topping songs after 20 years yeah, in like right? seven albums. Every album is number one in the world, not just in our country, but like globally. You know, every English speaking country they're a huge band in. And even like like France and Belgium and Germany, I was like, this is an English band and all of you people that are not native English speakers, but <laughs> and obviously over there in Europe, they all speak three or four languages anyway. Sure. Kind of puts all of us Americans to shame, right? Yes. I'm Well, uh, agreed. I'm glad the show is good, but you're right, man. They've been around what seems like forever. Uh, so that's, uh, that's very cool. You got to experience that. Uh, you know, it, it was neat. I had no idea it was the first one on their... their uh, their global tour, but they, they set it from stage and the whole place erupted. It was like, yeah, that's right. We're first. Everybody else is coming after Dallas, Texas. So nice. awesome. Nice. Sorry. I, I just, that was like fresh in my mind. Cause that's the last time I engaged with a, uh, an embedded insurance experience. And most people don't even think about the travel insurance checkout in a little checkbox. Do you want travel insurance for this? Check the box. And you just bought an embedded product just now. How was that experience? Like most people don't think about it that way. Because mm-hmm. it is so, that seamless. And I think, again, not to draw a straight line at all from that to where we are currently and present day on the commercial side, you know, maybe one day we will get to that type of seamless experience. But at this, at, to some extent at this point, we're not quite there yet. So the process is not that seamless yet. I hope someday you and I are talking again and it is. But uh, right now, it is definitely not not uh, not just click a box, um, which I think is why one of the reasons why having somebody behind the scenes like an independent agent is 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 even more important on the uh, yeah. on the commercial side today. No, and I personally experienced the my first foray into embedded uh, directly with the Hartford in this case, and I've. I've publicly stated that my two favorite commercial carriers right now are Chubb and Liberty Mutual. Uh, Hartford is a pretty clear number three uh, in in that mix. And who knows, they might be not number three in the future, depending on how this program ends up working out. But we have a couple of channel partners uh, that have very deep ties with the CPA uh, community uh, across the country. It started in New Jersey, and there's some other groups that we're working with on building a embedded a literally you click it and i've designed the coverage for that recommendation and they literally put in like five or six data points of you know where's your office how many people are on your team what's your anticipated revenue anticipated payroll and click to get your quote and behind the scenes 
I've designed everything that I want it to be. Every coverage selection I designed, every limit of, of liability and endorsements, I picked all of them. And we literally have it in a box where they say, here's your quote. And it's like literally everything that I said a CPA needs, da, 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 da. So the CPA or the person who's selecting it doesn't have to make any coverage choices at all. It's literally a professionally designed recommendation for a CPA. Here you go. Do you like this quote? Okay, cool. Take it. It's yours. And it, the whole thing is just completely in a box where they don't have to talk to an agent. They don't have to go through an application or answer a bunch of underwriting questions. By nature of building the program, it is as close to a just turnkey as we could possibly make it. So it's being delivered through the association as a, do you want this? Yes or no. And I, I know that's not a truly embedded product, but it's about as close as I can make it, it from the client experience. A hundred percent. And that's, that's pretty darn close, right? Because really the information that you're taking in at that point are strictly the variables between different businesses or organizations that are looking for a quote, right? Everything else uh, based on your description, it's a very homogeneous environment, right? The risks are going to be very, very similar. I think where things get a little bit interesting, especially for the agent and the technology, is when you're looking at the total flip side of the coin, when you're looking at a heterogeneous environment where you're seeing landscapers one day, you're seeing bakeries the next day, and you're seeing dentist's office on the third day. Yeah. And I think what is very unique about certain embedded offerings is the ability to offer multiple carriers. So yeah. in instances where carrier A can't provide a quote, there's a plan B or a plan C, so on and so forth. So I think where we, where folks can focus on the embedded space in general, it doesn't necessarily have to be a one-to-one -one ratio, meaning a agent and one carrier. It can be one agent to multiple carriers and that yep. is going to be for a variety of different use cases that we see that agencies run into every single day. But the program environment, the infinity environment, the franchise environment, James, that you're kind of describing there is perfect for a situation where you only need a very, very little amount of information and everything else can be totally automated about the process. At least that initial touch point can. And I don't know any other way to get an unfair advantage in the marketplace when we have these kinds of conversations. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm blue ocean all day long and I want everybody <laughs> to succeed and the good ones at least. But at a certain point, I'm going to get mine. And having these kind of conversations and bringing something to market for a very, very specific prospect profile, um, sure. I think that's a great way to get an unfair advantage for my office and make it darn near impossible for somebody else to peel them off because the experience was just so easy and they're happy with the price and the coverage was literally built from top to bottom by a credible professional and they didn't have to answer any questions at all. So um, to, to pivot real quick, because you very casually threw some nuggets out there that <laughs> I, I know Tarmica is working on. I want to just ask a couple of big picture questions yeah. and then pivot to some of the nuance and, and the politics of how to get some of these things off the ground. So first off, what are you at liberty to discuss as far as the cool new toy that Tarmica is working on delivering to the marketplace? We are uh, we are an open book. I think, you know, fortunately from a marketing perspective, Chris, Raghav, Geetha, the gang have done such a tremendous job building a business that a lot of it comes through referrals at this point. And I think people look at kind of what else is, you know, Tarmica specifically doing as kind of a, you know, what's the, the best kept secret going on over there? And it's really not. So I'm, a, I'm an open book and more than happy to discuss what's going on at Tarmica, but also what's going on with, with the space in general. So fire away, man. So what is this product that you guys are almost ready to bring to market? Uh, Raghav said it's probably sometime in June or July it'll be ready. And if I'm not the first one to sign up, I will be very, very close to the first retail agent uh, to sign up uh, just to get access to this entirely new way of delivering small commercial uh, straight through our website. Uh, 
it's terribly exciting to think about some of the processes and systems and workflows that you guys will be able to single-handedly improve for us literally overnight. So a couple things there, a couple, I guess, hot off the press updates. I mean, our, our product, which we refer to here as the tunnel, has been live, is up and running for actually a number of months, James. So we've we've divided our rollout and I think in a couple different buckets. You know, I think there's the direct to consumer part of what we're doing and then there's the agency side of what we're doing. So um, we do have agencies that participate on the tunnel platform already today. Um, so we're excited to continue to to expand those relationships in, in both areas of, of that rollout. And I think one of the things that has sort of prefaced the release of what we're doing is really the dirty work that the Tarmica tech team, along with our carrier partners, have done for years. And that is the ability to pass data back and forth. And that was really the whole premise of the rating platform. So I think when we got to a point where Raghav and Chris were specifically looking to expand the business, how can we repurpose these API connections? What else can we do? And I think the natural progression was into this embedded space. And I think one of the things at this point, at least, that makes Tarmica, and I don't mean to go off on too much Tarmica, but what is making our our offering or our product a little bit different is it is it can be a multi-carrier model. So in an instance where one click of a button happens, we're now essentially doing a marketing effort on behalf of the independent agent. So we can not only return quotes from one carrier, but we can return quotes from multiple carriers for a consumer to pursue. So I think when you're looking for ways to create efficiencies, digital efficiencies on behalf of those service and salespeople at agencies, you know, we're not getting one, as I mentioned, we're getting multiple. And I think that's a huge lift off the initial touch point with the customers, the ability to take a lot of that marketing effort off of those folks. Especially for the kind of profile that you can't justify spending lots of personal time with because, you know, the, you know, $1,500 BOP where your revenue is I mean, $200, you can't spend an hour with that person. Agreed. Agreed. It's just not possible. And for those of us that have moved beyond premium to look at revenue and then moved beyond revenue to look at operating profit, you just can't talk to those people unless you have systems and processes and workflows in place to do it profitably. Hey, Freedom Jumper, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. Agreed. And the other thing, James, that I think is worth noting, kind of on not only what what we're doing in general, but just kind of blanket statement around the embedded process, is the customer experience. What does the embedded process actually look like? Is it truly embedded or is it, I always refer embedded partnerships into two buckets. One is a truly embedded offering. One is more of a referral or affiliate type of partnership as to where maybe you have a link, maybe you have a button, but where does that button actually take you, right? So one of the things that we are very bullish on that I think everybody in the embedded space should be very bullish on is the front end customer experience because at the end of the day, it should be an extension of whatever platform you're on. That could be an agency's website. That could be some third party's website. But the look and the feel, in our opinion, should be similar to that. So it doesn't feel to a consumer like you're getting spit out to a third party. You're right there. You haven't left. You can get your quote and then you can continue on whatever else you were doing or whatever else you want to do. 
So it's the ability to provide something that I think the front end can be or should be very customizable. Mm-hmm. And that can be something that's a plug and play, but it also can be building around something that the, the, the agency or the third party that's hosting the mm-hmm. offering can customize themselves. So I am of the opinion, this is a blanket statement across all things embedded, that front end experience is insanely important to making this truly feel embedded. Yeah. Well, and just again, to put my nerd hat on for a second, this really wasn't even possible until HTML5 is propagated across the whole ecosystem. Because if you're stuck in you know, an iframe or using a JavaScript heavy engagement with an API, the whole thing breaks down because then you end up with the window inside a window. You got a double slider situation. <laughs> the user experience is just trash. It's it's awful. I absolutely hate the double slider because on mobile, the double slider is just makes everything miserable. And we found, at least for our data, that 71% of our website visitors are on mobile. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably lower than a lot of sites because we, we do a lot of B2B being who we are. So a lot of people are sitting at their desk at their office on our site. So 71% is probably lower than average. But if you're accessing an API or an embedded solution inside of an iframe, you already are way behind, in my opinion. So just talk about that for just a second without getting you know too far yeah. into the weeds where half of our audience logs off because they have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, how <laughs> has the tech itself really made some more of these things possible where we can have a native experience without being you know, stuck dealing with some really code heavy and slow to load website where the spinning wheel of death becomes your worst enemy. Yeah, and I think that really, James, starts, if you rewind, it really starts with when an agency or a platform engages with that embedded partner in the embedded organization, right? understanding exactly the experience that you want to create, who are your customers, and beginning to craft a solution around that. So I think, you know, when you, it it starts almost right from the get-go that you have to understand the experience that an agency in this particular case wants to create, how their customers are buying, as you mentioned, mobile, right? And from there, then you can start to make decisions on what the tech looks like, right? Is it a separate browser? Is it a browser pop-up? Is it an iframe? Is it the partner or the agency totally and completely controlling the front-end interfaces to where it's literally part of their website? We've seen all of those. We do all of those. I think a lot of other embedded partners that I've heard on podcasts and at conferences and on panels have discussed So it's really about best understanding the experience that the agency wants to create for their customers, how they buy, and then being able to work around that. I really feel like that is the more appropriate approach than trying to just plug in something turnkey that may or may not work and really trying to roll out something that could be and can be more customizable for each particular partner. No, and I think it's really exciting when you provide that kind of flexibility because we uh, at Riskwell, we are operating on a WordPress-based website that has Gravity Forms as our collection tool for everything from a quote request to service to claims. Literally everything that we do that's a data collection comes through Gravity Forms and they've made it so easy to use query strings to pass data on to any third party through that form including just about any API you wanted to plug it into. So the idea of us being able to completely design the front end using our website and Gravity Forms and then passing that data through query strings or JSON or whatever else to anything, your system, a carrier system, whatever, and we retain complete creative control of the user experience. That is just terribly exciting to think about the possibilities, you know, a year or two or three from now when this is more mainstream. Absolutely, James. And the other thing that I think is really important on the front end and who controls it comes down to also a data play. There's a, there's a very interesting world where an embedded offering and data collide, right? Because everybody wants to have ownership and access to that data. And what we're actually seeing, and I think anybody involved in the embedded technology space would agree with this, is more and more people want control of that data 
i.e. more and more people want to control the front end interface because it's then theirs and they have access to it. So it's yeah. a very it's a very interesting world where the, the the data play starts to come into the mix and that drives a lot of decisions. And that directly leads to my question that I opened up just a few minutes ago with talking about the nuance of carrier relationships and data ownership. Uh, the politics of getting a carrier you know, like uh, a Travelers, for instance, who is a very, very large player. Now, you know, Fortune 100, massive company. They're used to getting what they want. You know, to get them to participate in a platform where there's free exchange of data back and forth, where they're not in control, where the user's in control, or Tarmica is directing traffic and maybe the Travelers quote gets submitted to the insured first. Maybe it's Chubb. Maybe it's Liberty Mutual or Nationwide or somebody else. And giving, getting them to give up direct control, that had to have been quite the process. It was. And I think for, and I'm only speaking to my experience and our experiences, I think we, we fell into a better position than others specific to the embedded space because of all of the years that we were involved on the rating side of the business. So that allowed us an introductory to a lot of the carrier partners that participate on the embedded space where maybe they otherwise wouldn't have partnered with us. But because they have a familiarity with our organization, with how we operate with the technology, that allowed them to maybe, I don't want to say risk or roll the dice, but I think that put us a step ahead. But you're right, and I think that that's probably one of the, the big hesitations from our carrier partners when it comes to all things that we do is um, and all things that rating platforms and, and these embedded enablers are doing is the access to data. And I think we've seen a shift in the mindset of our carrier partners, I think in a very positive way, is this is a very real alternative distribution method. And if we do not participate, others will participate. So let's partner with some folks that we're familiar with, that we know, um, that we enjoy working with, and, and you know, let's get after it. So I think we were in a very, very good position in order to do that where others may not be. But I totally agree that the, the, the data, who owns it, who has access to it, especially on the carrier side, because they're so used to having total and complete ownership over all underwriting data, has probably been a very significant shift in the way that they do business. Well, it's, I mean, one of those buzzwords is democratization, right? Like we really are returning a lot of the control for how things happen to the retail agent, the independent uh, agent and, and representative of the insured. Because, I mean, nobody thinks about data ownership when they go to the internet and ask for an insurance quote. Like they're not thinking, well, who has my data? Is it the retail agent? Is it a wholesaler or an MGA? Is it the carrier? Is it some technology platform that's acting as an intermediary? Who really does own my data? And mm -hmm. Lord knows none of them read the TNC. I mean, none of, none of them pay any attention to that little checkbox that authorizes so-and-so to market to them from now to infinity. 100%. You know, and I think every time there's a... a um you know, a give, there's a take, right? So for any embedded technology partner, maybe there's less access on the carrier side to data, but we are doing technical integrations that they now don't have to do. Mm -hmm. We are, I would like to think along with the agencies um, and along with other partners are providing them opportunities to quote and win business that they potentially otherwise would not in a yeah. much more hands-off approach for everyone. So I think that there's definitely some give and take in all of this. Um, at least I like to think so. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, there's certainly, I think, some benefits to partnering in the way that we see carriers partner with some of these embedded players is, is there's, a, there's a lot less effort involved with standing up some of these partnerships. And again, they're quoting and winning some business that they may not otherwise be winning. There is a lot of complaining. There's a lot of negative energy in some of the circles that I run in uh, where some of my peers uh, feel inferior in some ways or where they are not able to compete in some ways against the Geico's and progressives. The uh, travelers comes to mind again because they have a very robust uh, direct side of their business. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the retail agent can very easily fall into a negative self-talk trap of, how am I supposed to compete with that? This solution that we're talking about here, 
really is how that happens. That is a leveling of the playing field for the really small operation who can deliver an almost identical user experience to the insured as a Geico or a Progressive or some other company with, you know, a billion dollar budget where the retail agent gets to have that same toy to play with and be able to compete in the same way for the business of that insured who wants to do business in that embedded channel. Agreed. And the one thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge the, the independent agents out there. And I'll preface this with, again, I'm a huge proponent of the agency space is how will the independent agency, the smaller ones specifically respond and by respond, I mean drive traffic to their websites if that's the use case that they want to pursue. I think for a lot of agencies, that is just not something that they do strong because that's not their job to do that. But in order to provide, quote unquote, an embedded offering, that is something that may need to become more of a priority. So I'm very interested for agencies that want to provide a get a quote option on their website in a truly digital format. Will there be a response to actually drive traffic to their website? And I surely hope so. And I think there's a lot of valuable reasons as to why. But I will be that's that's a question mark in my mind is, you know, how will that play out in the coming years? And it's almost requires a a very in uh, what's the word I'm looking for involved and thought through uh, process on the website of how do you want the user experience to go when someone comes to your website is there some sort of conditional logic flow that you can build into a form that asks the insured how do you want this to go. Do you want to take this end-to-end yourself, answer, answer a few questions, get a quote, select it, pay for it, bind coverage, and go on about your way? Do you want to do that yourself? Or would you rather talk to a licensed professional here in our office that can assist you with getting the right fit uh, and get this out the door for you? And you know, almost have this kind of a, a, a divergence somewhere in the process where you get to decide as the agent or the, the producer which way is this going to be presented to the insured because you know a lot of times you don't really know if that person would prefer to do it end-to-end in a qbi type of instance or if their business is you know more complex uh, to the point that you as the provider really don't want them trying to do it themselves sure and i think again that the perfect example of how this ties back to the flexibility of the technology or the partner that you're working with, right? Because at the end of the, at the end of the rainbow, if you will, at the end of quoting, do we want to post premiums? Maybe we don't want to post premiums. Maybe we don't want to allow them to buy in coverage because we actually want to engage with that customer. But oh, by the way, we've actually quoted these policies entirely behind the scenes. We're not just displaying that to our potential customers. So there's just there's so much flexibility in the technology that can allow the agent to call the shots on how all of this works and whatever works best for them and how they want to do business and how they want to engage with their customers. No, oh, man, I love it. There's so many threads that we can, you know, chase rabbits down in here. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been going for about 40 minutes. Now we've got a few minutes left before we start to land the plane. Uh, what's on, on your plate? What do you just find interesting or engaging that's along these lines that we can just break open and talk shop on here? Oh man, you know, hey, which I, direction do you want to go? I know you have so many things that you're working on. Uh, you know, from what Raghav described, you are just as big a nerd, if not more so than I am on this stuff. You know, you're, you're in the embedded world all day, every day. Uh, maybe, maybe let me ask a, a more direct question as I'm sure. kind of thinking on the fly here and formulating a good, uh, question. I'll, I'll never be Larry King, right? But I can, <laughs> I can formulate a good question from time to time. Uh, I'm the guest, man. Don't make me think too much. Otherwise, we're going to put this thing in a tailspin. So you, you feed. Yeah, you, I you realized lead the, that I you was being a bad host. You lead the horse to water, and I'll. Uh, I'll <laughs> you know, I tried to obfuscate my duties as the host of this podcast. It, it, you know what? I'm reeling it back in. Here we go. What What is a common misconception when you hear the chatter from you know, just people in the industry? It doesn't have to be a retail agent necessarily, but. Uh, the conversations that you have with uh, with embedded with you know negative conversation there or 
really just, you know, chatter in general where you feel compelled to step back and go, now, hold on a second. That's not really how this works. Uh, is there any of those kinds of comments or, or sentiments that you hear expressed from time to time that you want to push back on since you've got a mic in your face right now? Yeah, you know, I think there's a, probably a couple of things that I would note is, is one is just the notion of a disruptor. And I know we already talked about that. We hit on it a little bit, but I, I, I can't highlight that enough that the way that embedded an embedded insurance offering should be looked at is the complete opposite of a disruptor. And I'm hoping that, you know, fortunately for, for the agency contingency, who's, who's really become more and more and more open to adopting new technology will begin to embrace different types of distribution, the same way that carriers have begun to, 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 you know, embrace it. And I think that, um, you know, allow the technology to assist you in what you do. Um, and I really couldn't highlight that enough. So that's, that's, that's one thing I think for sure. No, man, that the, the whole fear-based thinking, you know, we start sounding like a psychologist the moment that we go down that rabbit trail of, you know, what does it mean to evolve? You know, when, when we, when we look at the more of a historical perspective, you know, InsureTech has been really front and center since, what, 2016, 2017 is really when it started to become more of a thing. But you go back and look at the, the emergence of Web2 where, you know, social media started to really influence how business happens, you know, beginning probably 2006, 2007, 2008, uh, early on and beyond. How how people had to evolve then. And yet you go back and look even as recently in the grand scheme of things as, you know, 25 or 30 years ago, where there were still agents with major companies that were working on DOS-based green screens and they had a three-inch thick binder of a rate book where you're literally taking out your ruler and looking at column and row and there's your rate. Like, that's barely 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, it... It's crazy to me. Agreed. And I, I think that it also allows for some significant growth potential. Agencies yeah. can leverage this technology or leverage any type of embedded partnership and start to go after business that they potentially never could have written or gone after prior to that. And you gave a perfect example in some of your earlier remarks in regards to the, the, the accounting program that you've set up. Maybe there are agencies out there that don't have never even thought of putting together, getting into the programs business, but with technology to take a lot of that initial lift off doing it, especially on the marketing side of things, I, I think there's some pretty cool growth areas that uh, any agency that wanted to adopt something like that could really start to consider and get into. Now, and when you look at what the possibilities are for people that instead of recoiling or engaging in that fear-based thinking of, you know, thinking of embedded as a bad thing or a negative. It's, I mean, it's kind of like social media. Like the first time somebody goes, Facebook, I'm not going to be on Facebook. Legitimate business happens face to face. Like this social media thing is just a fad. It's, it's going to go away. Like business doesn't happen on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. It's like, well, you're wrong, and it's completely main stage now, and it's not going anywhere. So the faster you adopt and figure out what you're going to do about this new channel, the better off you're going to be. And I don't see embedded as being anything other than the next thing. Agreed. And when you really dig into it and you get over that initial fear factor, if you will, kind of like you were describing, I truly feel there's enough for everybody to go around, right? There's there's going to be a place in this world always for the big carrier and the big blue chip partner to get together and make some type of huge marketing splash and put together some type of program. That's going to make a lot of, of headlines, right? But if you really peel back the onion, there's so many additional layers on all scales that will allow for everybody to get theirs at the end of the day. And I really, really feel confident in that. 
So I think once you get over that initial hurdle and you kind of, again, really peel back the onion, I think you can really start to read into, here's where this can actually assist me in growing my business and or making my business in the way that we market our policies more efficient. Now, and the way that we, we engage with our customers. Absolutely. And Tarmica is beautifully positioned to be an extremely relevant partner in that whole process. And uh, you, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, but I think it's an extremely important distinction uh, that we need to point out here because uh, a lot of these quote-unquote embedded things really aren't embedded. Like Gusto and QuickBooks and some of these very large national lenders have the you know, click this box and request a business insurance quote or homeowners or whatever it happens to be. It's nothing more than a very slick, well-designed affiliate program. And I think there's a really big difference practically between a true embedded product and a, you know, a well-designed affiliate link. And that is something that every retail agent could take advantage of if they are you know, forward-thinking enough there's nothing stopping you from partnering with a loan officer or a mortgage company and doing an affiliate link on their website. You just got to pitch them on the idea and get them to say yes. You could have the same kind of user experience as QuickBooks does on the left-hand side of their screen or the Gusto uh, payroll system or whatever. There's a very, very big difference between a nice, cute, well-packaged affiliate link and actual embedded uh, process where you're going end to end right there in that browser instance. Agreed. And I think uh, honestly, now that you kind of phrase it the way that you did, I think, I think there's a place in this world for both of those actually. And I think for, mm -hmm. to run with your, your thought on loan officers specifically, I mean, the way that local insurance agencies, real estate agents, bankers all have their, you know, preferred relationships and they kick business back and forth to stick something simple like a, a an affiliate landing page or or a link you're already 10 steps ahead of of where you were prior to that so i mean yep. that's almost hedging kind of what we've spent the last 45 minutes talking about but even that is again a, a great step into what could ultimately be a more formal integration with all of your business partners yeah and that is where things get very interesting <laughs> and a lot more involved than the scope of this interview. So as we, as we run to the finish line now, we've been recording for about 50 minutes and uh, I think it's about time to land the plane. I want to be respectful of your time, of course. Is there anything we've missed uh, that you feel like is important that needs to be added to the conversation here? I don't think there's anything from from my opinion, right? One guy's opinion that needs to be added to the present day discussion. I think if you want to fast forward the clock, nine months, 12 months, a year from now, two years from now, I think there's going to be a heck of a lot more that we're going to know and that we're going to talk about at that point. But one of the reasons I think why, you know, I personally like working in this space so much is because of, because of the unknown, because so many different parties, whether it's technology companies, whether it's agencies, whether it's carriers, whether it's consumers, are all trying to figure out how is this ultimately going to play out and look is wildly interesting to me. And I'm really excited about that. Now, it's like anything else, you know, change and evolution creates opportunity. Uh, it is a, a defining moment. It, it, it's a segmentation, really. You know, those that embrace it, that are ready, that are agile and able to adjust and get in front. I mean, like anything else, right? You, I mean, you can imagine the, the bell curve, the early adopter, the bleeding edge people, the early majority, the late majority. I mean, you probably exist inside of that graphic. Uh, and that really is going to help determine uh, not just the winners from the losers, because I think losing is such a relative term. Uh, you, you can lose and still win. Just depends on you know, who we ask there. But I, instead of winners versus losers, I think those that are, you know, surviving versus those that are just dominating and eating up market share in their local space. Uh, there's so much opportunity for everybody. But, if you know, people that are wanting to get familiar and take action and sign up for Tarmica's uh, tunnel at whatever point it's made available to you, I think certainly the people that are eager to do that are going to find themselves better prepared to be successful 
once this embedded thing becomes totally mainstream. Well, thank you, James, for, for having me. This was a, a really great conversation. I enjoyed it. And I think that for anybody, you know, out there listening to the, to the podcast, and I know you got a lot of followers, um, you know, I think whether it's Tarmica or whether it's another one of our, our counterpart companies that are doing some really slick stuff in this space, you know, I encourage people to, to embrace this as, you know, just another form of, of, of distribution. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. So obviously I, I have to thank you for, for your time here. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask for something specific for our listeners. Uh, if they want to learn more about Tarmica's offering, just the, the standard offering of the commercial comparative raider, uh, you can visit tarmica.com. That's not Tarmica or Tarmica. It's <laughs> Tarmica with an emphasis on the tar, T-A-R-M-I-K-A.com. And who do they need to be talking with on your team if they're very curious about this uh, embedded solution, the, the so-called tunnel? Part of me wants to just feed everybody to Raghav since he's got nothing better to do. But, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll take one on his behalf and anybody that wants to to learn more, have discussions, uh, myself or a few other of our team members would be more than happy to to uh, engage and, and chat a little bit more about the experience that you're hoping or wanting to create. So did I hear you correctly that this thing is already in the wild uh, in several different iterations and that depending on where you are in the country and who your carrier partners are, you may be able to get access to an embedded solution right now through Tarmica? Absolutely. We've been up and running in the wild for about almost almost a year now. So we have uh, a variety of different partners, a variety of different use cases, a variety of different agencies. This is very much live, very much in the wild. So if there's folks that want to get this up and running literally tomorrow, that is certainly something that we can do. Okay. Fantastic. Well, you heard it here first, folks. If you want to jump into the insured game or the uh, embedded insurance game, I should say, uh, Tarmica can help you do that. Uh, so Pat Mulroy, this has been a lively conversation. There's, If it seems like it's an incomplete chat, if it seems like it's a little bit disjointed and yours truly has been a little bit all over the place, honestly, that is because it is. Because embedded and this QBI conversation is a giant ball of yarn and I don't think any of us really have a clear picture of what exactly it's going to be yet. There's so much potential in this conversation. It's almost hard for me to figure out which direction to take the questioning. Um, but if you're like me, you're going to be along for the ride and come get yours. So uh, thanks again, uh, Pat, for being here for this episode. I would not be surprised if you and I come back and revisit this in a few months and have a lot more to talk about then. So, Anytime. Thank you for having no. me again. I appreciate it. Awesome. Boys and girls, that's the end of another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us. If you like what you hear, please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast at agencyfreedom.com. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do, because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
and you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.